everybody. This is Sana and Brian, and this is the first episode of this year, 2024. And we have our next guest for our gaming and metaverse episode, Marshall Meddy, uh, who is founder and CEO of Solo Intellectual Property Management, uh, as well as a community manager at Afiverse, and as well the founder of Hydraulic. Hi, Marshall. How are you? Hey, hi. Hi, Anna. Hi, Brian. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited about today's discussion and can't wait for your questions. Thank you so much for coming. And it's a pleasure to have you here, especially as a first episode of this year. And can you give like a small introduction to yourself and your background? Of course, Anna. It's a pleasure. Uh, well, to all your listeners, hi, guys. My name is uh, Marshall, Marshall Midi. Um, I'm originally from Cameroon, engineering graduate, mechanical. Um, after that, kind of working finance and fintech before moving into the world of entrepreneurship. And uh, I am the founder of Solo Intellectual Property Management, which is an IP management company focusing on supporting SMEs, small and medium-sized businesses, and also creative and helping them fully monetize and optimize the IP assets. Um, throughout, of course, you know, the, the work we've been doing at Solo IP Management, we have the chance to be involved with different creative and different creative projects. And uh, some of them are the reason why we're here today, um, more specifically Afiverse, which is actually a project that was born out of um, some of the consulting, consulting work that we did in regards to IP monetization on the blockchain. And of course, I'm super excited to be able to tell you more about that project and also the other project that we are engaged with. Sounds really interesting. Could you um, tell us a little bit more about Afropers? Sort of, um, why did you guys, uh, you know, what was the history behind Afropers, and what are your goals behind that metaverse? Yes, of course. Um, so Afropers is a project that aimed at leveraging um, African uh, football heritage in order to create new monetization opportunity for African football associations. Um, and of course, the background of that project is that we did a project back in 2021 involving monetizing IP on the blockchain. And of course, out of that project, uh, which was with certain creative that we're working with, and we got a couple of positive feedbacks. And one of the positive feedbacks that we got was from a previous partner that had a group of um, friends involved in the football sector. And of course, this was at the hype of the NFT craze back in 2020, 2021. And they were interested to see if we can kind of develop a similar uh, um, project where we are leveraging football IP in order to create valuable NFT assets that can then be sold and used to provide an additional source of income to the local FAs or football station. And so that's kind of the idea um, that that's started um, Afiverse. And of course, we had a few conversations uh, with the partner and of course the, the football player that was involved. And we kind of created a project that was leveraging his image rights, um, and of course, to monetize it. And of course, he loved the project so much that he asked us to extend the project to reach out the whole national team, um, more specifically the Cameroon national team. Uh, for those of you listening, that's kind of football and no, uh, fans. Cameroon is kind of one of the, the, the most known country when it comes to football in Africa. In terms of you know international uh, tournament participation and also African Cup of Nations wins, um, kind of have a, a, a great history in terms of football and pioneering in that sense. 
So the, the, the national team of Cameroon kind of have this very exciting and interesting IP um, based on the, the, the heritage and the history of the, of the team. And of course, you know, it was an opportunity for us to really create something that was never done before. And that's kind of how um, Alphaverse was born. And of course, taking the, the IP of the national team to create a concept that enabled them to monetize and to create new income revenue that will help support uh, local and grassroots football initiative and at the same time provide you know, a, a bit of revenue for those footballers that retires and those that pass away for the families. So it, it kind of in a nutshell, that's a bit the idea um, behind uh, the, 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 uh, the birth of Afiverse. And was it like a first metaverse you came across or is it like you, you've participated in other uh, metaverse projects or you heard a lot about different, or maybe it's just because there, there was like, a, as you mentioned, 2020, 2021, there was a lot of hype around that area. So I, I've had a chance to advise and consult on all the metaverse and NFT projects. And of course we build our own NFT project, um, previously to Afiverse. And of course, already I was aware of the potential of the metaverse and of course of the exploitation of IP, you know, into, you know, the digital uh, area of blockchain. So I was aware of metaverses, um, but that was actually the first project where I was fully engaged, while fully part of actually crafting the project and not figure out how we can create something that's sustainable and that also can leverage blockchain technology to create an impact in the long term. So in that sense, it was definitely the first Metaverse project I was being part of. Cool. Um, so where where is Afterverse today, and sort of what um, does Afterverse get up to? So it's been a very exciting journey for Afterverse. Um, of course, you know, initially when we, we launched the project, we were thinking about, like, you know, the creation of NFT, which was the first layer of you know, the you know, the uh, the all metaverse projects. So the first layer was okay, create a bunch of NFTs and um, based on of course football players, you know, current and and former football player of the Cameroon national team. And of course sell those NFTs and use the revenue up from those NFTs to kind of create events and engage locals and also sponsor um grassroots football movement. However, we took it even a step further. Um from the last year, 2023, because we were there in 2024. And what we did, we actually organized an event in Cameroon where we invited, you know, um, football players, you know, ministers and you know, different people involved in both sports and politics and also the youth and to kind of educate them on the possibilities with the metaverse in Africa, in Cameroon more particularly, and on the back of that, of course, we were able to organize a few uh, more interesting uh, events, such as a football game um, between the legends of Cameroon, the legend of Nigeria. And um, and we're working on a few more things on the background as well in terms of monetizing that particular IP asset in the region, which one designing like, you know, proprietary um, football kit and fan-based uh, uh, um, items such as T-shirts, you know, and other retail apparel. Um, so yeah, the project is moving ahead, even though that we kind of took a step back in terms of the technology aspect, while focusing more on actually creating really impact by leveraging technology on the ground. So being like a community manager, um, for like African, um, 
like metaverse is it really to and based in london as well just like is it really hard to organize the like real life events that as you mentioned and as well i'm really curious about the state of the metaverse as a field like um as area in africa how is it really developed or well have you seen any other projects over there um to, to to touch on the first point that you mentioned in terms of me being in london of course having to support a project which kind of operates in africa um the project is kind of international even though we're focusing on organizing event on the ground uh we do have a team that's all over the place we also have it um, members of our team on the ground members have first on the ground so whenever it comes to like you know local activities we can rely on them but whenever we do a major event, have to be on the ground as well to, to support. Um, in, in terms of you know, the challenges, uh, technology is definitely challenges. Uh, people don't necessarily have access to and the blockchain as easy as they have and they have it here in Europe. So I mean, it could be like you know, an issue with a default, not being able to connect to a specific blockchain like Ethereum, or the currency not be easily exchangeable for US dollars or any other currency that could facilitate the purchase of, um, you know, any cryptocurrency. So we do have those elements of friction on the ground. And the way we try to overcome them in order to keep advancing the community is by not adopting local solution. So one of the things that we find out that even though people do understand the concept of NFTs, people are more exciting with the concept of physical cards that do represent those NFTs. Um, therefore, what we, one of this option that we're exploring actually is and transforming those NFTs into physical cards while holding those NFTs for those people that don't have access to easy access to the blockchain and rather have those physical cards as a representation of their NFTs. So those type of solutions, I think that help us like, you know, maintain and keep growing the, the community on the ground without too much friction. And um, when it comes to all the projects, um, Metaverse Project in Africa, yes, there's all the Metaverse uh, projects that I'm aware of that are actually doing pretty good. Um, one of them is the Africa Metaverse Project um, by Net3D Info, uh, which is a, a, a consumption based out of Northern Africa, Tunisia, led by Mohamed Mogalazi, also, you know, with the kind of Northern African region, but with creative from all over Africa that participate into that project, which is uh, they kind of launched the Metaverse a while ago, which was bringing the African cultural heritage in that Metaverse environment where people can explore and learn about the issue of Africa. Um, so there's definitely a lot of exciting projects on the ground. There's a few more football-related projects that I'm aware of. But as I mentioned, you know, my uh, main focus is Afroverse, of course, and ensuring that Afroverse model, which is quite innovative in a sense where leveraging IP to create long-term value um, kind of remain at the forefront of, you know, this, this whole space. Uh, but kind of to summarize my point here, it is challenging, but it kind of, you know, forces us to innovate in a sense we did not anticipate at the beginning of the project. Um, one of the things that we've been doing, um, which I, I previously mentioned to you, was that we'll be organizing events on the ground to kind of educate people on the possibility of the technology and also how the technology can enable them to kind of sell the story and the culture to the world in an easier manner than not having to do it traditionally through trade and all the means of you know, export and import. So it's been a, a very exciting learning curve. 
and I'm more, more, even more excited about what the futures, um, what the, the future ahead. So when, when you think of metaverse, um, you know, the word is always this, I mean, the first image that comes to mind is obviously like, you know, really high tech, realistic graphics, VR, AR kind of thing is, you know, when you think of, uh, metaverse projects in Africa is, you know, is there a barrier in sort of a technology adoption, um, you know, in the country or in the continent, um, you know, when it comes to this project and is that something that, um, you think, I guess, um, slows down the growth of these projects? There's definitely, definitely a barrier of adoption, which is due to the technology. Um, as you mentioned, whenever we think about meta, where we think about graphic, about like gaming, about like, you know, interactive, you know, uh, um, interactive play uh, between digital technology and computers, you know, smartphone, all the NVR, VR system. So definitely there's a bit of friction in that sense where those hardware are not easily available in Africa. And when they are, there's kind of a bit of friction in terms of, you know, of having access to those digital platforms. And because, of course, the, the quality of the, the, the data, you know, is not the same. Therefore, the style of the graphic won't be the same. And therefore, the experience won't be the same. However, um, there's a huge opportunity for more of the hybrid model, which kind of rather than saying that we're going to bring everybody into this virtual world, we bring the virtual world to the people. And allow them to experience that virtual world and to reach out to the global world in an easier way. Um, so personally, that's why I think, you know, the, 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 the innovation lies when it comes to metaverse. It's not just about bringing people into a virtual world, but bringing a virtual world to people where people can connect with other people from all over part of the world without so much friction. And to build on top of that concept that we kind of know, uh, um, that's kind of leading the way we're doing things in Cameroon, for example, and with the Afterverse project. Um, technology, there's technology that, that enable people to interact with the digital world without necessarily having to rely on, you know, a fast internet connection or a VR set that costs, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of US dollars. Um, so one of the things that we've been exploring are NFC cards. So card, like a Linux humanity card, that enable people to, like, you know, to interact with different applications or to have access, access to access to like, you know, different events and, you know, and to even to enjoy like, you know, discount and promotion from local business in the area. Uh, it'd be like, you know, a membership card, which represent your NFT at the same time enables you to enjoy, you know, special offer in the area as much as, you know, digital offers as well. Um, and that can like give people a sense of what the technology can do and more importantly, enable people to enjoy the benefit of the technology without having to rely necessarily on all the hardware needed as we do here in the West, which is like, you know, the VR sets, the, the, the gaming aspect of it, and, you know, spending too much time on the, on the virtual world. So, yes, there's friction, but at the same time, there's also opportunity to innovate and to have people be more in charge of how they, you know, they embrace the technology. I think also as as part of the, the Afroverse, you did mention, um, you know, something about using the, the IP from uh, these these football teams, these football players. Like, you know, there's a big concern um, about how a lot of this uh, data is used. Is there anything that you're considering in Afroverse um, 
regarding those those issues? Yeah, so if you know, this is actually a very interesting topic because often when we speak about NFT and the metaverse, you know, people don't often relate those to IP. And of course, now people are a bit more aware of what that value is. But like, you know, early as 2020 or 2021, when people start talking about NFTs or, you know, the metaverse, people were not doing that correlation between actually the value which is digitally created and the IP value. Um, that may belong to the project or to a third parties. Um, so what we did from the get-go, because of course of the work we do as IP management, which is based around IP, we understood that the value of any project, creative project, is the IP. So from the get-go, we have an agreement with the FA, uh, which is the football association, and also the full, the the association representing former footballers and also current football players in Cameroon whose IP we are utilizing for this project. So we went on a partnership with them, which is, is to say, okay, we're going to use this IP asset that you guys own. And what we're going to do, we're going to generate revenue from the IP and we're going to share this revenue with you guys and with people of our community that are going to support the project. So everything was dry. We drafted like a clear MOU with clear details now, like, you know, the IP is going to be used, what is going to be used for, and you know, all the revenue from the monetization of IP is going to be shared between um, after the project, of course, the FA and of course the football players whose IP we are leveraging. So, and the challenge is that often there's a there's a big gap between the project building the tech and people who the tech is gonna impact and the IP which is often used um, to build the tech if the IP does not belong to, initially belongs to the project uh, builders. And often the issue come, also comes from the fact that most people in the metaverse, like on the techies, in terms of people that enjoy doing web development, they don't necessarily understand the intricacy of, you know, IP and IP management and the impact that that has on real life and, you know, both positive and negative impact. So because, of course, of the expertise that we have as well, IP, we're able to get that sorted from the get-go meaning that the relationship that we have with both the players and the FA is a mutually beneficial relationship that enables us to do amazing things on the ground, like, you know, the event that we organize where we have four players, people from the FA coming, giving speech and inspiring the youth and talking about football technology and much more. Um, so, yeah, I guess it comes down to understanding how much understanding the members of the team have regardless of all this little aspect and, of course, you know, based on that, they can act accordingly. And that's kind of the, 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 the change that we have within the Afterverse team that, you know, we were versed in that, in that area. And maybe if you have any kind of advice to those people who wants to pursue Metaverse um, in 2024 from, from your experience working with the Afterverse? Um, from my experience, definitely the Metaverse work, but I think people... We like you know builders should focus on you know making it a little more interactive. Definitely don't you don't just don't want to build a, a an experience when people have to be digitally connected twenty four seven to make the most of it. So I mean like, it's not about just sitting in front of a computer playing a game or being fully immersed into a a three D world. So it should be something that you can have on the go with you, something that enables you to interact and something that you can enjoy when if you're not in front of your computer. Um, so definitely I'll encourage like builders, project builders to think about different applications that goes beyond just the digital uh, and the gaming aspect of it. 
And um, a quick, a good and interesting trial will be some of the early um, NFT projects, like the the you know that went from just being NFTs to be actually um, members' experiences. And I think that's kind of what you know most projects should aspire to. Now, let's leverage technology to bring people closer and to give people more experiences. However, let's not keep people um, prisoner of that, those experiences. Let's enjoy, let's give people freedom so they can enjoy the, the, these experiences of the CFIT. And what are your hopes and predictions for the future of the field, um, maybe for this year or next year? So there's a lot more to come. There's a lot more to come. Of course, you know, there's so many, so many amazing technology pieces of hardware coming up and that will kind of facilitate that interaction between, you know, on-the-go experiences of metaverses and, you know, and also like having like a normal life and just, not just be tied to your decks. So I definitely see a brighter future for for the metaverse, especially because big brands, that's what they've been doing. I mean, if you look at some of the big fashion brands, the way they adopted NFTs and all the metaverse-related, you know, um, assets is very exciting, very encouraging. So for the small project breeders, so there's definitely a lot of opportunity in terms of education, sports, and entertainment, as we've seen previously. And the sky, honestly, is the limit, and this is just the beginning. It's just the beginning, and uh, you know, Alphaverse, we're very much excited of you know, what we have planned in terms of future experiences and all the partnership and how we can further explore the IP to keep educating people and also keep, you know, uh, um, supporting the the legend, the football legend that make, you know, Cameroon proud and all the African nation proud by providing and, you know, and showcasing the, the, their history to the whole world in a easy and, you know, and user-friendly manner. Really like that positivity. And it's a good way to start the, the new year as well. You always have to be positive, you know? You always have to start on positive notes. Great. Thank you so much for sharing all, all that with us. And yeah, I would, uh, I would like to wish a happy new year to everyone who I haven't seen yet <laughs> because it's the first week of the month. Uh, and happy new year to you, Marshall. Hopefully, like everything will be very positive this year uh, for, for your projects, for your friends and family and uh, yeah thank you yeah once again happy new year everyone and yeah thank you for listening thank you bye bye